had a woman tell me I should use a different color thread. <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing for that one. <laughs> Welcome to the Designers Plants and Coffee podcast, where we discuss how to succeed as a designer while staying true to yourself, finding peace in the process, and making money doing what we love. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're talking about three steps to finding your niche for your fashion business. What's Depends your definition on the of a niche? Uh, my definition of a niche is that one thing that you love and are good at. I would say mine's uh, definition is, so I kind of like give an example. So for those who are, what do they call them? Um, Star Wars, the Trekkies. Um, no, see, nah. you now nah, you just mix the two up. Because <laughs> I like both Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> I like neither and... I know. Okay, for those of you Star Wars fans out there and Star Trek fans out there, you have to <laughs> forgive Tish, okay? Because she don't know. Star Trek I is do not Trek know. Man. I'm sorry, you all. <laughs> okay, Star Trek I, is Trek. I do know the difference. <laughs> and Star Wars is Yoda. And Yoda, right now, okay. you're going to be my patty one because <laughs> I got to school you. <laughs> on the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Okay, so those of you who love those movies, <laughs> if I were making t-shirts and I know I have a group of people like Zaya who love those movies, but she's also a fashionista. My niche would be to target a t-shirt directly to those two specific areas that she likes. So it's really so, finding something that's fairly specific that you know these are your people. So would you call that your niche or your target audience? Actually, I would call it um, my niche because if I'm selling t-shirts, then I'm selling it directly to fashionistas who like Star Trek and Star Wars. So, so your niche is the t-shirts and your target audience are the Trekkies. Okay. Yeah, I would say your niche is people who like Star Wars, Star Trek and like to wear those things, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And then you can expand because it doesn't just have to be t-shirts. It can be right, right. It whatever, be whatever that is. Yes. Yes. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And the first thing is what Naima already said is, what do you like to do? You can expand on that further, Naima. For me, I knew that whatever I did would involve sewing. It relaxes me. So I knew that my business would be something involving sewing. Now, the hard part in finding that actual niche is what do I want to sew that I'm not going to hate, <laughs> that I can make money off of, and that I can reproduce fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So that was what I had to figure out. And what made me settle on bags and accessories are the three things I just said. They're easy. I don't hate them because <laughs> you can grow to hate clothes if you have to fit every single person yeah, and you have to tailor these clothes to yes, every single yes, person. Can. It becomes a bit of a chore. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love to sew clothes. I just don't like to sew clothes for mass production. And so that's how I found my niche. My niche was going to be sewing. Um, my niche product was going to be accessories. Every season, I do include some type of article of clothing. I've done a bomber jacket. I've done scar because of a lot of people don't know my very, very favorite thing to me in this world is coats. I love coats. Mm. I love to make coats. I love to wear coats. I love coats. I love winter. I'm looking outside right now thinking, when can I put on a coat? <laughs> I have an idea in my head for like a, a sleeveless coat right now. So coats are my thing. Right. Do I want to sell coats? No. 
Right. right. Because coats are a lot of work. So that's how I came to my knee. When I need a break from creating inventory, I'll make something to wear. So Tish, your take? To me, it's easy to find your niche when it's the one thing that you do so freely mm-hmm. and you would really do it for free for yourself. Okay. So what do you okay. like to do that you would do for free? Mm. <laughs> Well, I like 3D. I like to sew. However, not custom. I love to show somebody how to do it. As you were talking, I was thinking, I I see you as the teacher. I know that teaching is something that you would do for free. I do it even when I have the people under me who have less experience. When I'm showing them and explaining something to them, I'm teaching them. Honestly, I think it's the same for me. I love designing, whether it be designing clothes, websites. I've designed furniture. I've designed home decor, everything. So I would say designing anything, that's my thing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be clothes. It's just creating something, just seeing it from my head and seeing it in 3D. That's something I've always loved to do, even since I was a kid. So I would do that for free because people always come in, what's your idea for this? I was like, okay, I can come up with an idea <laughs> like this, executing it or something else. Because <laughs> right. everybody doesn't execute as well. And that takes skill and time yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we got down, what do you like to do? So the second thing is what you're good at or what you're trying to get good at. So these <laughs> two things have to intertwine. So Naima, you could take it away. I'll go back to the beginning. I like to sew. Right. I am good at sewing, mm-hmm. but with my brain, and my expertise came from mixing prints. Right. Right. I work primarily in African prints. I give a little backstory. When I first started my business, I was broke. <laughs> and so I could only afford to buy maybe three yards of each fabric at a time. So I'm going, I'm picking up three yards of five different fabrics. So mm-hmm. to stretch them, I would just mix them and I would create these textiles. And you're a textile designer. So I would create these textiles by mixing these fabrics. That's how I started with the one of a kind. It's not so much one of a kind anymore because I do mass produce now. But when I first started, my brand was strictly one of a kind. And people would come up to me and say, I think I have one of your things. I would ask them, well, what's on the inside? Because that's my signature. So most people know if you get an item from me, be it a jacket or a bag or anything, there's going to be some sort of polka dot on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's my signature. It's going to be an African print and a polka dot. And so that's what I love to do. I love to make these prints. I love to see these new textiles come to life. I'm good at it. I I think by now I'm kind of a master seamstress. And so I combine those two things that I love Mm -hmm. and it's not work anymore. When we're done for the night, I may go sew a tote together because I have a pop-up coming up. And so these products have to get made, but it doesn't feel like a chore. All of us have had that job where you wake up in the morning and before you put your feet on the floor, you're like, (laughs) Lord, help me make it through this day. (laughs) And on the days when I am not at my job and I'm free to work, I can get up and I can walk around and drink coffee and, you know, say hello to the fabric wall and yeah. then figure out what I want to do that day. Right? right. So I think, I think that's it. I've mm-hmm. combined those two into this thing that I love and this brand that I've cultivated. And I, I'm just going to keep making fabric magic. That's what I call it. All my kids, I teach too. And I always tell my kids, we're going to make magic here. That's our running theme in my sewing classes with the kids. If they mm-hmm. start to feel discouraged, I'll call on a kid and say, what do we make here? And they say magic. And I was like, 
we make magic here. Tell such and such that we make magic here. That keeps them encouraged and it keeps them motivated. So so Tish, the same question. What do you like to do and what are you good at and how do those intertwine? I like teaching. I think I'm getting better at it. The things I'm good at, I think it'd be the same thing because sometimes I'm really critical on my sewing. And I, I think we all are. And then I keep, you need to make sure this is perfect because you would expect no less from your students. So you right. have to make sure it's right. But with me, I actually um, would say the teaching and a bit of pattern making and putting that together. And so, I will interject just for two seconds because Tish is being very hard on herself. I have seen her teach. I have witnessed her in her classroom. She's very good at it and she's very good at what she does. Which but I'm is, the opposite when it comes to teaching. I tell my students, it's okay to make a mistake. We can fix it. No, yeah. sometimes I don't let them fix it because I want to say by the end of this thing, I want you to see where you started and where you ended up. Right. And these are eight and nine year olds. So they right. are devastated by the slightest thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but someone is a process. Everything is not going to be perfect. That's why this seam ripper was invented for real. And, and you know, it's yeah. and all of that other stuff. <laughs> That's why we have those things so you could take it apart. So for myself, I mean, I said I like design. I mean, I'm not, Longer I'm, than I've been that. doing it longer because I've Actually, been yeah, designing. I started yeah. designing Darby Dark clothes, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, oh, I've gotten good at it because people pay me to do it. When people start, you know, paying your you know, salary and your, you know, stipends yeah. or whatever that goes up, then you say, like, okay, your your confidence builds, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, like I said, I just, I love design. And I've just, you know, I think I said it in the last episode. I'm not sure which episode I said it, but everything that I've learned since then supports like creating design, getting design out of my head. So I learned how to sew so I can create the <laughs> items. I mean, I learned how to code and do web design because I love to design and see digital design. So I love to do textiles. So I learned how to do that. So it's just like, and actually I built my sewing table. So it's just like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now yeah, you got, have to show you. it to us. Yeah, I, I'll show it to you. <laughs> okay. The thing about it is adjustable and everything and it yeah. has flaps and it can come up yes. and down. But it's oh. all designed though. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I designed it for me for a specific reason because mm -hmm. I just love to create and I just learned how to do things to create, you know, to get the yeah. stuff out of my head onto, yeah. you know, into the physical form. So that's, that's good. So all of us are on the same page. So the last but, thing, how can you make money from it? <laughs> all three things have to be connected for this to work. So mm -hmm. Naima, you go first. Okay. I will go first. I will say money does not come instantly. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, I just spoke about how I had a very, very, very limited budget when I started my brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people in this age of social media and fast fashion and things like that feel like they have to be an overnight success. And you right. don't have to be an overnight success. It took me years. But the one thing I will say is for me, if you make a quality product that everyone loves, they will come. I started this brand, oh my goodness, 12 years ago. And I still have loyal customers who will follow me around this city from that day 12 years ago who bought one thing, but they saw something in that one thing that they wanted to keep buying. Right. Um, the other thing I did was I streamlined what I make. When I mm -hmm. first started, I would make any idea that popped in my head because I loved it, but nobody else loved it. So then you get stuck with the, <laughs> then you get stuck with all this inventory that right. you can't sell. Right. Um, it ends up in a donation bin somewhere and you, you're feeling defeated because you you put your blood, sweat, and, and you love these things so much, right. but nobody else does. Right. So um, one of the main things I did was streamline my product. You know, mm -hmm. I make maybe six different types of product, but they're consistent. Right. The only 
only thing that changes is textiles that I use. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have that same tote bag. It's just going to be in 59 different colors than it was from last year. So um, it's, it's those little things that you have to watch out for. Um, be mindful of how you spend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there was a time when I was going to the fabric store every three days because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, I got to go get this. I got to go get that. I got to go. Get I don't need that. <laughs> Find mm -hmm. wholesalers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Find wholesalers. Mm -hmm. They are out there. I get my zippers for eight cents a zipper mm -hmm. from a wholesaler. Yes. I get my fabric from the wholesale places here. Find wholesalers and be patient. You know, it's a lot of work. It's mm -hmm. a lot of long nights. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Literally, I've sewn my finger to the sewing machine. But that's why you have to love it. <laughs> All right, Tish. I would say with mine, it's definitely teaching. I, I love everything about fashion. And the reason why the my brand is called Keeping You Unstick, because from your head to your feet, you can make something. And when I say from your head, I literally mean you can make a wig using the same stitch as the stitch for your clothing, stitch for your shoes. It's It literally all is the exact same stitch. Right. And when I discovered that, because of course, I mean, I like to learn and teach and do everything. I realized that it's all really interconnected. Mm -hmm. And if it can teach you how to crochet or how to knit, then you can take that skill and transfer it to making custom wig pieces or little pieces for people that have cancer. Or you can make clothing, embroidery, mm -hmm. or, or add sequins, or you can make your own shoes. All of it is connected. Yeah. But you need to learn how to do that. And that's where our minds come in. For me, designing, I think I, I mentioned this before, is I get paid, paid a salary to design. I mm -hmm. also get, you know, have my own business where I design and sell those designs. Um, so I do, I found a niche in boys and men's activewear. So mm -hmm. I get paid for that. And I also get paid for modest women's clothing. So, I mean, and those are my two niches that I've gotten really, really good at over the years. And those where I focus on, because that's where I make the most money. Is Money is very important, but it's not yeah. the only thing because yeah. you also have to love it. That was that was one of the yes. things. And you got good at it because I've been doing yes. it for so long. So yeah. how we interconnect all three of these things is how you really get your niche down. And that's how you can really um, make a living doing what you love and yeah. find peace in that. Sometimes sewing is meditative. You don't make money in the beginning. Really, <laughs> New know? York salaries were a killer. I know. And then the cost of living and all that yes. stuff. So you really have to love it to stick with. So you any do. final words, ladies? I would say mine's is um, also with um, technical design since um, that is also what I have all most of my experience in, mm -hmm. but that's also problem solving. A technical designer, you're the problem solver. Right. Of yeah. your, so I'm taking Zahir's um, design and I am the one who's going to ex help execute it. I would say try to stay encouraged. Yes. You know, there's going to be a lot of naysayers. There's going to be a lot of people who don't believe in you. Right. Um, there are going to be a lot of people who unfortunately will say, I would never pay that much for this. Right. Um, and, and don't let that discourage you because your person is there. Yes. That person who is telling you these things is not your person. And right. that's a very tough lesson to learn. And it's a very hard lesson to learn because right. again, this is your baby and you're putting your baby out there and somebody's telling you that your baby is not worth yeah. 50 bucks. And you know, you, you get in your feelings about yeah. it. I had a woman tell me I should use a different color thread. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I got nothing for that one. <laughs> you know what I told her? I said, well, you know, when you make your your things, you can use whatever color thread you want. Right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I was a little older and a little wiser and have been doing this yeah. for a while, you know, yeah. but, you know, it, it, people will say the most ridiculous things to you. So you have to develop that again anywhere in the fashion industry, Elaine. You have to have that experience. Yeah, you really have wow. to develop that experience, especially being a designer. Especially yes. being a designer because my thing is like designs are so personal. Yes. And it's like something that you came up and like I think Naima you said it before it's like it's your baby you yeah, know yes. and then when somebody doesn't like it you know it's, it's like, like rejecting you exactly it's like you feel like they're rejecting you it's like no they're not rejecting you they're rejecting what you created so it's not the same thing and you have to be able to distance yourself from it I and always like to say it's the equivalent of somebody calling your baby ugly <laughs> you know you're ready to fight if somebody calls your baby ugly right, right. so <laughs> Yeah. It is, and yeah. I, it was funny because my one of uh, my sister, she's a um, she's a doctor, and she she came to me after we had a conversation. And she was like, "I can't imagine a career where your success is based on somebody else's idea of what you create." Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just mm -hmm. think about that. For but a that's second. what because yeah. scientists they really they but they facts, um, yep. accountants and finances, mm -hmm. facts yeah. and this you know numbers and everything. Yeah. But in fashion, it's yep. based on somebody else's idea of what you created. Yes. You know? So it's yeah. just like. Like you really have to take that into consideration and really can't take anything personal. Brush right. yourself off, you know? Get like, some snappy but polite comeback. <laughs> See, that's all Naima. <laughs> no, I'll just look at him. Mm, okay. I know. I just, be, I'm. you know what? I just do the silent thing. I'm just like. I, yeah, I'm like. Mm. Exactly. I just nothing to say. <laughs> Any last words before we sign off? I would say also uh, get to know other creators mm -hmm. because they will actually help to encourage you. And you'll also see that you're not in this alone, but also find mentors, mm -hmm. people who have already been there. Hello, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, but we've been there and we have we can help walk you through that experience. Exactly. Exactly. And I would also like to say just if you all have any questions, if you want us to talk about something else, leave those in the chat. Now remember we have thick skin, but don't get crazy. Because Naima will snap back. <laughs> Politely. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>